0: We, as humans on this planet, have this power, and the more you start believing that you have this power, the right people, the right messages, the right books, it will just fall into your lap. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery and not just in business, all areas, mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. All right, I have to tell you guys an unbelievable story. I don't even know where to begin. (laughs) So there's a woman who, she basically channels your spiritual guides. So basically the experience is you lay down and she has the ability to see your body, like she's been gifted the ability to see your body on like a cellular level. Like she 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 doesn't just see your skin bag, she sees like the intricate cellular, like blood flowing. And she that's how she just sees human bodies. So she sees your body on that level. Then she has there's so that's the physical, she has an emotional level. Um, and then from there it goes into also these like uh lineage levels and uh soul levels and things like that, and she she calls on your guide. So like each one of us has our separate guides. And she calls them out and they basically tell her like what to tell you and what to look at. And you don't, you don't ask anything. You don't say anything. You're not like, I came here to ask about this or learn about that. At least like the very end, you can ask a few questions, but like nothing for literally first thing they go through my body. She goes, she, she doesn't know me from a hole in the wall. She knew my name and my birthday. That's it. <sighs> she starts going up my body. She goes, "Oh, so there's a pain in your knee." I'm like, "What?" Like, all right. So, um, it happened from about X amount of months ago. I don't remember how much she said. You were. It was just. It wasn't anything serious. You were walking down the stairs, and it was just this little twinge of that nerve, and then that nerve actually goes all the way up your leg and up into your lower back. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, how? what? So this is the exact issue that I've been dealing with. Like, I even shared with you guys how I've been dealing with it, right? So she goes to me. She's like, all right, uh, one of the angels will be working on it while we're talking. You know, just you keep breathing. Visualize this. Visualize that. Then, so that they do this process. And what's amazing is, like, She's so with it all the time. Like she never loses track. Like she'll go off on this story of whatever she needs to tell you. And you're like, wait, but you were telling me about this thing. And then she just always goes back to that thing. Like ex- exactly wild. So she does that. And then like, we're talking about something else for 20 minutes. It's like, oh, by the way, they said they're done working on your knee. You just need to put this type of stone on it, rub it on a few times a day and you'll be good. And I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> so then uh, we start talking about that. We start talking about she incredible things about my children. Um, but that that's a lesson to you. I was basically just told that Guy and I are... So when you think of like soulmates, right? We think of two souls that were somehow separated. So there's actually a deity called Baba G, and his responsibility. He's he's actually the only avatar that's come to the earth plane uh, in physical form thousands of times, like of, of all of them, he's the only one. Uh, some have been here once or twice, but he's the only one that keeps coming back. So anyway, he's the Stitcher of Souls. And what she was saying is that Gainai, the way they call it is twin flames. So the the definition of a twin flame is basically... The way I explained it to her, I was like, it almost feels like Guy and I are one brain that just got put into two different people. Like the brain got split and it was just put into two different people. She's like, that's ex- the exact definition of twin flame. So Guy and I wrote a contract seven lifetimes ago to come here and alter the course of humanity. Guy, I mean, I, he could tell you from what from what his experience was because he also had a reading with her. But uh, his mission this time around is to reallocate all of the wealth on the planet. Like basically break down all the financial systems and reallocate wealth in a new system. Um, And I'm basically here to support him and actually help manifest and create. And so, so that was interesting. Then my two kids inherited that Lineage that same contract, so the same contract, like twin flame contract that me and Guy have, they inherited that and they're coming here to do their own thing. Why am I sharing this with you? One, because it's just an incredible experience, and if anyone would ever want to partake in such an experience, uh, it is by no means cheap, so I just want to be straight in saying that, and it was hands down one of the most wonderful experiences uh I've ever had like it's just um it's so the reason I'm sharing it is this we've been talking a lot about feeling right not doing not thinking but feeling through things and one of the things she told me is that that's Mathematically, like by the equation of how your life is structured, that was my breakthrough. So there's six different levels of intuition and uh, there's four major ones. And uh, so like uh, clairvoyance is when you see things, uh, Claire, there's an audio one and clairvoyance. I have to listen back, but Claire essence or Claire, Claire sense is your, your actual feeling. And that's, that's my strong one. So what I've been sharing with you guys recently about how in tapping more into that, all this magic and synergy and all of this stuff has been happening, right? Well, that I didn't know this, but that's actually my soul's journey to get to that place is to start trusting that more than this. And so it's no coincidence that you guys are here and magnetized to us now while Guy and I are going through this experience. Because guess what, my little peoples, that's what you guys want. Right? Your soul cosmically wants that. All of ours want that. We're on the same playing field. So she says this to me and as she's telling me all these things, it's like spidey senses. They're just going nuts. They're like truth, truth, feel, breathe, like just going nuts. And I'm like, like that. Or even she would like ask me to recall things and I didn't. She's like, tell me what happened with your mom when you were 14 years old or 15 years old. And I would have like nothing, literally like nothing. I was like, I don't know, nothing in my brain. And all of a sudden, just like, boom, zap, memory, vivid. I'm like, uh, is this what you're talking about? She's like, yep, that's the one. I'm like, what? <laughs> how, how is this happening? It was just like time and time and time again. So here's what um, I was told to share with you. I was set up with my wife. It was a it was a blind setup. We were 26, I was 26 at the time, and I just started dating this other girl. And right when I started dating her, maybe like a week into it, my mom's friend, who she's friends with both my mom, like my parents and Fanny's parents. My parents and Fanny's parents had gone to events together, like bar mitzvahs and weddings and had been in the same rooms but never met each other but this one friend knew both of us and so she gave us she gave me the number or gave my mom the number and said don't call her for the next three months she's taking the bar exam she's super busy but just so you have it and at the time i was like i don't fucking care like i just started dating some girl let alone like you're fucking set up like you don't even know me like no you know but i kept the number i went i went into work one day i kind of like stuck it in a drawer in my desk forgot all about it dated the girl i was with for about 9 months we broke up and um then i started dating some other chick for about like not, not even dating but like kind of seeing this girl for about 2 weeks she was young she was 20 or 21 something like that at the time and and not even the age young but just mentally young and it, it, the kind of conversations we were having is like, I would say something and she would just constantly read into it. Like, well, did you mean this? I was like, no, no, no. I meant exactly what I said. Like, read what I said. That's exactly what I meant. I didn't mean some other version of it. That's what I meant. And so one day we're on, I am, cause I am was a thing back then. And, um, I said this thing to her and she's like, Oh my God. I'm like, that's not what I meant at all. Like read what I said. That's exactly what I meant. I didn't mean anything else. That's what I meant. And it was that moment where I was like, fuck it. Elon, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? So I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm done. And I, I break up with this girl. So I'm at work and I just done that literally the day before. And for some unbeknownst reason to me, didn't I don't even remember doing this. I took Fanny's number And I put it right, right next to where I would place my laptop, just, just there. So I literally, I break up with this girl and I am over the phone and I am, and I was like, Oh God, Oh stupid. And I look down and I swear to God, this number is just glowing on my desk, just glowing. And I'm like, Hmm. Okay. So it's like nine, 10 months later, I don't even know at this point. And I'm like, there's no way this girl even remembers or knows that this woman gave me her number. Like, if I call her out of the blue, she's gonna think I'm some crazy person. So I did the cool thing to do. And I texted her. Um, Now, at the time, we didn't have smartphones, we had those flip phones. So, you know, it was like a set amount of characters. <laughs> so basically my message goes something like, Hey, this is Elon. I got your number from Vika. I don't know if, and then just dot, 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 you know, <laughs> the rest gets cut out. So she texts me back. Cause she told me later, she's like, who the fuck is this douchebag? Like, that's what she was thinking. Like who the fuck texts you? Right. So she's like, if you want to talk, just call me. So I end up calling her. We talk, I make her laugh at work, which is always a good thing. And, um, we decide to go out on a date. And so we got on a lunch date about a week later and we met up maybe like two or something like that. And the funny part, she's, she was going to Philly that day. Uh, that's why we had a lunch date. Cause she was going to Philly. It was mother's day. My brother and I had driven to Philly that morning to get his car. So he bought a brand new car that day. He bought a Honda S 2000. I drove him all the way down. We drove all the way back. So I was going to the city. He was going home. So it was like swapping places. We go on this date. Lunch date turns into her calling her parents at about 6 p.m. and asking if she could come home tomorrow. And we ended up being out to like 4 in the morning. And at the time, honestly, I didn't I didn't know that day that I was getting married to Fanny. Mm-hmm. What I did know was that that was the best first date I've ever had. But I wasn't like, oh, you know, she's the girl of my dreams. On my birthday, two weeks later, so we met May 12th. On my birthday, two weeks later, um... I somehow convinced her to come to my parents' house who were gone for, the, for Memorial Day because we always throw Memorial Day parties. So I convinced her to come. She comes with this fake out, like if she was going to, you know, if something bad was going to happen, like she had to go to the Hamptons to her friend's party, blah, blah, blah. But again, like I get it, you know, she was coming to a guy's house who she just met two weeks ago. And even though she had all these feelings, she doesn't know. So that night, literally that night on my birthday, we were sitting in my room and I basically just told her, I was like, you don't have to say anything back to me. I'm not saying this for you to get any sort of reaction. I just need you to know that I have madly fallen in love with you and I'm going to marry you. So this is two weeks into our relationship. So... She sits there, kind of, you know, shocked because, like, what guy does that two weeks into a relationship? And uh, she's like, Well, I've fallen madly in love with you, too. Now, four months after that day, my brother and I go to Italy to a course in uh, Capri. It was a five day course. We paid $5,000 each to be in this course. And The course was called Transforming Yesterday's Strategies. And it was really all about, we have strategies for relating to every single human being. So we have strategies for relating to young men, young women, older men, older women, gay men, gay women people who look like us, people who don't look like us, fat people, skinny people. Like you have strategies that you've invented from a very young age to relate to all of them. So Audrey and Jasmine were at our last event. So do you guys remember at our last event, we had that one session where it was just two, three hours of person after person getting up to the microphone and just releasing like all of this incredible stuff that has literally never left their lips. The only other time in my, all the seminars and courses I've ever done that I experienced that was in that course in Capri. And just one little side note uh, of the the biggest breakthrough, Guy shared his breakthrough with you about how he realized for the first time that he'd been living inside of the construct of what he made himself to be. And at that course, he realized that he was going to live in other people's listening. And that was when he made that switch for the first time. My breakthrough at that course, which I could not stop crying for a good part of probably three hours. I was literally held like a baby by almost every single person in the, in the group. I'd realized for the first time, so Guy and I grew up, we were super close. And then at about the age of 12, Guy kind of snapped. And what I realized today through this reading was that the reason Guy snapped was because Guy lived in my shadow for our entire childhood. I was a very big personality. I was very confident from a very, very young age. Like she said today, at the age of five, something happened and I just became uber, uber confident. Uh, She's like, do you remember what that was? I was like, no, but I just remember being really, really confident growing up. Uh, So much so that again, like at 14, 15, my friends The nickname my friends had for me was God and not in a good way. God, like God is in you fucking egotistical center of the universe. God like that. Right. I was just, I was super competitive. I had to beat everyone at everything. Um, I was very ego driven. You know, I had the confidence, but I, it, it was coming from all the wrong places. I just didn't know any better. So at that event, what I realized was the impact of me being Elon and the impact on Guy. Like how I made Guy, not Guy, but Elon's little brother. And what that life for him was like growing, growing up. And it was um, that, that moment, not Laymark Forum, but that moment. Laymar Forum brought us together, but that moment solidified who we are today to the point that you know like when you guys saw us on stage at the have it all live event right there's i mean audrey or jasmine would you guys say that we compete when we're on stage or would you say that it's more of like a building the other person up when we're on stage you complement each other well i i told her like for me where i've gone to is I'm in awe of him. Like I listen to him and I'm in awe and I can't believe that that is actually my brother. So that, that was the moment. And the, the second huge insight I had at that event was that's when I locked in the the feeling part. I'm not saying that that's when it became super powerful and all knowing and stuff, but that was the moment that I realized that this is way more powerful than this. And I started looking back in my life and I recommend you guys do this too. I started looking back in my life and what I started to realize was that this always leaves me like it, it, the same way I saw Fanny's number on the, on the desk. I remember my, the, the first car that I really wanted to buy was a Volkswagen R32. I remember in 2004, going to the New York Auto Show, seeing this car sitting there in blue, and I sat in all these Benzes and Beamers and Porsches and this and that, and I sat in this car. My dad sat in the passenger seat next to me, and I held the steering wheel. I was like, Dad, this car will be mine. Like, I just felt it. I, just, I got in the car, and I was like, this is mine. And then I remember when I was actually shopping for a car, I just, I knew that I wanted that, but I was like, ah, maybe it's not the right thing. And so what do I do I as like comparison shopping? Well, what about this one and this one and this one and this one and this one? And what I started to realize is I do that about everything in my life. Every choice I've ever made or decision I ever made was my heart is like, that's the thing. And then I just spend a fucking eternity looking, 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 looking. And where do I end up? Always back at that thing that my heart was like, that's the thing. And instead of just wasting time. And it, it was the it same thing about picking a college. It was the same thing about every car that I ever bought. I mean, vacations where I would go, uh, skis, where to go out, fr- always, same exact thing. And I'm looking, I'm like looking at all these areas of my life. I was like, wow, I do this all the time. And then right then and there, I go, holy shit, I'm doing that with Fanny. Cause four months earlier, I already told the girl, like, I'm going to marry you. And what have I been doing for four months? Just assessing, making sure, analyzing this, that, this, that. So I was like, you know what? I'm done with living my life by focusing on my head. I'm done. I'm no longer listening to this. I just want this to guide me. I enrolled my brother the leader of the course, who I told I was gonna go home and propose to my girl. And this was one of my greatest mentors. So I share this huge insight with him. And he was like a huge mentor for us, you know, always about growth and development, this and that. And I go, Paul, I have this huge thing. I'm gonna marry this girl. And he goes, Elon, you're fucking crazy. You've only known her for four and a half months. (laughs) Not the response I was looking for. So anyway, I tell him the whole story. And he's like, you know what? I'll go, and he's gay. So I was like, "He's like, I'm gonna go help you find a ring." So he got it was him and this other woman that he works closely, and we're literally running up and down the hills of Capri, finding the perfect engagement ring for my wife because I wanted it to come from there. I didn't want to come back and do that because the ring, it it's not only just a ring of that; it's a ring of me locking in that I now fully 100% trust that feeling and I'm no longer choosing to listen to my head. You guys get that? I needed that locked in. And that was the beginning of our relationship. I came back. It was just an amazing engagement proposal, uh, which is a whole other story, which I don't want to get into. So they asked me, the guides asked me to tell you this and they asked me to tell them the story. And afterwards they go like this. They're like, I ask at, at the, so they're telling me all this stuff, right? And I, I asked like, I'm clear that I came here on a mission. I'm clear that I came here to impact global leaders. I'm clear about all that stuff. Can you help me and guide me on how to actually start working with these like global leaders? And then Audrey sends me this message, which I will read to you in, in a little bit. But basically, Audrey, what they told me is that how that will happen is I will actually start working with Fanny to produce a course about negotiation, not in the negotiation of like how to structure business negotiations, but like what it means to have honorable communication communication that comes from harmony to actually cause and manifest shift in the world. And she's like, when you guys start working on that people, global leaders will seek the two of you out to sit with them, to guide them on how to do that, which was astounding. So I come out of this reading and Audrey, you get this now? That is awesome. So I come out of this, this meeting and literally the first thing I see is Audrey sends me a messenger and it says regarding setting intentions for a new ayahuasca experience. I've received a massive download for you too. It is my purpose and calling in sharing this journey with you both. It is time to play a bigger game with the clients you are attracting. A bigger game means working with, as thought with thought leaders with those who want to do something bigger than themselves, but are needing help achieving it. They have a burning desire inside them that won't go away. They seek help in discovering the tools needed to make them a warrior in the face of opposition. We are about creating that massive shift in thinking that allows them to reach their full potential, thus collectively making a massive change. I, I'm telling you what is happening to Guy and I here in the last month or so I feel like my insides, someone went in and just went, everything engaged, just like. And what's happening with the synchronicity, she's like, oh, this is just the beginning. You have no idea. She's like, voices are coming. She's like, visions are going to start coming. You're just, you're at like the beginning of turning this thing on. (laughs) What I want to share with you guys is this start believing this is not some superpower that Elon or guy have. We as humans on this planet have this power and the more you start believing that you have this power, the right people, the right messages, the right books, it will just fall into your lap. Not from a place of like, Oh, I'm going to sit here on a mountain and just no, I mean, feel, trust that feeling and whatever that thing tells you to do, go take action on that thing. Even if it doesn't make sense to you, go do that thing. If you are sitting there one day and you're at your desk or whatever, and you just get this message and it's like, go out for lunch, go out for lunch. And wherever it tells you to go, go. Because the person that will walk in and sit next to you or start a conversation with you will be the thing that you need to hear or the person you need to connect with. If you get a message or an insight up here, like you just feel it. And it says like, call so-and-so, or I haven't spoken to so-and-so, call them. You don't have to figure out what or how or why. Just trust that these messages aren't just voices in your head or feelings in your body, it is your higher self nudging you forward to what it is that you've asked for. I'm begging you, like, <laughs> this is what they told me to tell you, like, this is the shift. They said that, that I was put here to recontextualize the law of attraction for human beings. Because she said, everyone's got law of attraction wrong. Law of attraction takes action. The action comes from inspired thought. Now, I feel, right? Like I feel yes in my body, I feel no in my body, I feel maybe in my body. Yours might be, you hear. You hear no, you hear yes. You need to find what your version of your intuition is. Do you hear it? Do you see visual aspects of it? Do you feel it? Whatever that is, Hone that shit in. If you want mega results in your life and you want them fast, hone that in. It's not about doing, it's not about thinking. Thinking will just get you to force outcomes. So you can spend the next year with us, right? And we'll give you a whole bunch of unbelievable tools about how to dissect your life and what questions to ask and what this, and those are useful too, don't get me wrong, right? And I'm telling you, you want to fucking develop a superpower, this is the superpower. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family. And truly, truly, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to SatoriPrime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, You'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.